Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for December 10th. The topic is Our Lady of Loretto. The Holy House of Nazareth, where Mary was born, is still preserved in Loretto, Italy. In this sandstone and brick home that has been the site of many pilgrimages throughout the ages, the Blessed Virgin received from the angel the message concerning her divine maternity. The image of Our Lady presently on display there replaces one from the 16th century that was destroyed during a fire in 1921. Part 1. The Holy House of Loretto Devotion to the Blessed Virgin under the invocation of Our Lady of Loretto is linked to the house of the Holy Family in Nazareth. Mary lived there after her betrothal to St. Joseph. The Holy Patriarch carefully prepared this home in order to provide the best possible place for Our Lady and the child who was to come. From the beginning, though, this house was Mary's home. In the words of St. John Paul II, Every home worthy of the name is above all a sanctuary created by the Mother. She is the one to set it up in accordance with her particular personality. God desires that all children of the human family be born into the world within the protective warmth of a family. All children need to have a roof over their heads. Probably all the ancestors of Christ came into the world with this privilege. As we know, though, the home in Nazareth was not the birthplace of the Son of Mary, the Son of God. Jesus was born far from home in a stable at Bethlehem. He could not even go back to his own place in Nazareth on account of King Herod's edict that all infants in Bethlehem had to be slaughtered. St. Joseph was obliged to flee with the Holy Family to Egypt. Only after Herod was dead did the holy patriarch dare to take Mary and the child back to Nazareth. From the time of their return from exile, the holy family would have shared their daily life in this house, hidden for the most part from the world's view. Their home was the first church to be illuminated with the affection of Mary's maternity. In the midst of the ordinary work these most beloved creatures of God carried out, she most certainly must have lit up their home with a radiant cheerfulness that had its roots in the great mystery of the Incarnation, the mystery of her divine Son. Mutual care and respect permeated the life of the Holy Family. Their home was surely a model for all Christian homes, since it must have been clean and pleasant, complete with the kind of modest adornments that would have contributed towards the elevated human tone of sensibility and good taste. Each person would serve the other members of the family gladly. The tranquil order of their family life would have created an atmosphere in which Jesus and Joseph could find rest after a full day's work. 
We take good care that our own homes be decorous and orderly, without ostentation or extravagance. Family life can thrive in a climate of mutual trust and affection. In such an atmosphere, it is easy to carry on our daily affairs in the presence of God. By staying close to Our Lady's side, we will continue to discover ways of practicing charity with those we live with, and in this way, turn the most mundane material concerns into occasions of expressing our love for God with deeds. Part 2. The Home of Nazareth, Model of Christian Homes The light of the world dwelt in the house of the Holy Family in Nazareth. This reality must have suffused every deed carried out there and have been the background in all the human interaction of those three. The perfect naturalness of their dealings with each other would have made their home a byword in the neighborhood for its wholesome cleanliness and neat condition. Everyone would contribute in some way towards the material maintenance of the home, with Our Lady preparing the meals, mending clothes, and eager to keep the house attractive through attention to many details. We can imagine the affection with which she must have served Jesus and St. Joseph, since her love for God would bring her to have their needs constantly in mind. She would be aware of the hour they would be stopping for a break, and at the time at the end of the day when they would bring their work to completion. The Son of God grew in an environment of intimate family warmth, where each person served the others, until the time foreordained for him to begin preaching throughout the towns and villages of Galilee. He would always treasure the memory of that simple and pleasant home in Nazareth, that modestly cultivated, far-from-affluent, but humanly attractive place in which he grew up. The mother of Jesus preserved in her heart those small, ordinary events in the life of her son, which were the joy of her soul. In the words of St. Jose Maria, We can't forget that Mary spent nearly every day of her life just like millions of other women who look after their families, bringing up their children and taking care of the house. Mary sanctifies the ordinary, everyday things, what some people wrongly regard as unimportant and insignificant. Everyday work, looking after those closest to you, visits to friends and relatives. What a blessed ordinariness that can be so full of love of God. God desires that all children be born and raised in a home that to a degree is similar to the home of the Holy Family, where Our Lady, as the mother, was the heart of the home. Although women are called to carry out other important functions for the good of society, their dedication to the children and to the immediate concerns of the home are of fundamental importance. Here, above all, through a thousand and one details, mothers can effectively nurture their children. This task is the most significant commission each of them receives from the Lord. Christian couples should never forget, again in the words of St. Jose Maria, 
that the secret of married happiness lies in everyday things, not in daydreams. It lies in finding the hidden joy of coming home in the evening, in affectionate relations with their children, in everyday work in which the whole family cooperates, in good humor in the face of difficulties that should be met with a cheerful spirit, in making the best use of all the advances that civilization offers to help us bring up children, to make the house pleasant and life more simple. The Holy Family provides us with a model of family life that we can strive to imitate. In the words of St. Paul the Sixth, reflection on their life in Nazareth is the school where we begin to learn more about the life of Jesus. Through growing in our understanding of how things must have been in our Lord's modest home, we can truly begin to understand the gospel. Here we learn to notice, meditate on, and gradually penetrate the mysterious depths of the simple and charming life of the Son of God made man. Little by little we learn how to imitate the Lord's hidden life. Often in our mental prayer we can imagine ourselves as one more person working alongside Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. We can pause to consider the many details of affection they must have shared with one another in the course of their daily family life. Let us ask ourselves today whether our homes reflect in some way the cheerful and friendly atmosphere of the Holy Family in Nazareth. Do we keep up a spirit of service through attention to detail? Do we strive to go out of our way to make life pleasant for other members of our family? Are we making an effort to keep Jesus at the center of our minds and hearts? Do we tolerate the friction of little quarrels or get too engrossed in what pertains strictly to our personal well-being? Do we practice with true piety the Christian customs, which help us to be more aware of God's presence in our lives, including Mass on Sundays and special feast days, blessings at meals, and other prayers said in common? Part 3. Making Life Agreeable for Those We Live With Pope Leo XIII states, What a wonderful model of daily living the Holy Family offers us. These three provide us with the perfect example of a Christian home. Each person lives with a tremendous simplicity in carrying out daily responsibilities while pursuing common goals with genuine mutual affection. There is no time for disordered or selfish pursuits. Each one carries out his or her particular responsibilities with such human and supernatural affection that others are edified to behold it. We look to the model of the Holy Family so that we can continually learn how to imitate the example of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph in our own family life. Affection in the family largely depends on the heart of the mother whose role is hard to replace. It also depends on the personal gift of self of each member of the family. Every one of us is called continually to be aware of the needs of others and to safeguard the particular customs and traditions we treasure at home. 
It is important that we carry out our tasks in such a way that we always have some element of sacrifice in them that we can offer up for the others when we are finished. Our homes will thus take on the flavor of family life found in the Holy Family at Nazareth. Seldom are there ever any extraordinary events there, since everything happens with complete naturalness. God awaits us also in the everyday services we are capable of rendering one another. The Lord is not asking us for spectacular sacrifices, but He does expect us to show our dedication to Him through the thousand and one details of service we render to the others in our family. Greeting with a smile the one who is most tired, carrying out punctually the many small duties living together entails, refraining from overreacting to issues that are not very important controlling our moods, and so in general, promoting a cheerful family atmosphere. Finally, we can strive to remember the birthdays and special anniversaries of the members in our family, so that we may quietly mark and celebrate these special days together. St. John Paul II prayed at the Sanctuary of Loretto, Accept, O blessed Mother of the House of Loretto, my pilgrimage and that of all of us, as a common prayer for the family life of all the men and women of our age. We pray for the well-being of these homes, that they may prepare the sons and daughters of all to enter into the heavenly dwelling place of our common Father in heaven. We entrust our own home to the Blessed Mother, so that she may help us to take care of it as though it were the house of God Himself. May each person at home be able to grow in the practice of the human and supernatural virtues. May we be able to find there a place of refuge in which to regain our strength, so that we may return to our work and apostolate with renewed vigor. We pray that the place where each of our family stays may be a home resplendent with loving mutual concern, so that each day every member of it can be nourished with the warmth and affection of the others. May our family life be a foretaste of heaven and anticipation of eternal life. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name and is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.